Welcome to Textile Update, the podcast where we can share our passion for textiles, fibers, and yarns. This is Gwendolyn Hustvedt. This is the third in a series of five episodes where I talk about textile finishes, and the second uh, of two episodes where I talk specifically about aesthetic finishes. In our last episode on aesthetic finishes, we were talking about the uh, use of aesthetic finishes to improve the hand or the luster, which are two different aesthetic experiences. Now I'm going to talk about um, coatings that may change the texture or just may change it in some way, but it's not a functional finish, so it has to go in this category. And I am also going to talk about designs, which obviously are aesthetic. So uh, the first category uh, in the change in texture Again, this is kind of a lumpy category. Uh, That was a texture joke. Um, And uh, this first category is just applying some sort of coating. And the coating mainly will have a purpose to do something like stabilize it. So again, the aesthetic experience that you're going to enjoy will be that the upholstery fabric or the carpet is beautiful. But the latex that's applied at the back of the upholstery or in between the two primary and secondary backings on the carpeting are designed to keep the fibers from snagging and pulling out or coming loose, right? So um, it's not, you, you never see the latex coating inside the carpet, but it's what keeps its appearance. So it's stabilized it. In the case of uh, fusible interfacing, this is a coating that's created by applying dots, a dot coating of um, adhesive to a non-woven that's going to be used as an interfacing. And when you heat the fabric, right, you may layer it between two pieces of of a woven textile, for example, and then you heat it, the dots uh, melt and fuse the interfacing to the surface it's laying against. So that's, in that case, that coating was there to bind it. And again, the aesthetic experience you're enjoying is, ooh, my collar is stiffer, but it was enabled by this binding that was added, uh, this uh, adhesive coating. The uh, application of a waterproof coating will seal the pores of the fabric and allow you to enjoy uh, uh, fabric uh, in, a, in a setting where you may have otherwise had to go with a, with a film right because now you have something that's waterproof and we can apply a coating to do um, onto things like draperies or coat linings to create insulation Uh, so if we apply a a foam uh, coating to the back of a drapery that creates warmth now adding a metallic coating to the back of a, a textile doesn't insulate as much as create warmth by reflecting the heat back towards the body. It's like building a space blanket onto the inside of your garment. And of course, metallic coated linings were really important in the design of um, uh, spacesuits or or garments that uh, astronauts could wear in space to reflect their body heat back into the spacesuit and prevent it from um, traveling out into the vast coldness of space. So the coating category, it's it's a texture, right? You can touch it, um, but uh, the aesthetic experience is about being warm or about being waterproof. Uh, and um, But they're not in the functional category because we can see it. We can see the waterproof coating. We can see the metal on the back of the, of the coat lining. 
The uh, next category is the design category. And here we're definitely into safe aesthetic area. Uh, let's see. One way that we can put a design on a textile during finishing is to do embossed calendaring. Oh, that calendaring. We've already used it so many times. Why not have engraved rollers, the sort we might use for roller printing, but this time the engraving is definitely going to be deep and be of a very specific uh, design that will be, uh, that will imitate uh, some texture like a wood grain or a alligator skin, right? And then these heated rollers uh, press against the textile and cause raised areas and lowered areas. Uh, especially if we're using thermoplastics. So we can now make something that looks like top grain leather, only it's pleather, right? Uh, if we do it with cellulosics, it won't be permanent, but we still do use it. We may have a set of um, rollers that are designed to, um, they, they basically just have like striations on them that match, and it's just designed to pleat and wrinkle the, the textile. Uh, so you may buy something that looks like a gauze, a gauze prairie skirt, for example, or, or a very lightweight gauze uh, blouse, and the wrinkles in the gauze have been created by embossed calendaring or you know as I mentioned before uh, to, to use it on um, uh, thermoplastics like vinyl uh, to make you know uh, the cover of a book look like leather when it's actually just a plastic. We can also use embossed calendaring on pile fabrics to create what's called embossed velvet. So the pile is crushed by the unengraved areas of the roller and the engraved areas leave behind a design, leaves, flowers, whatever. Uh, the embossing can also specifically create pleats, right? So uh, especially for heat set thermoplastics, right? The heat of the rollers will set the pleats and we can create permanently pleated drapery, for example. That might be one good use for it. Another uh, design finish that we can do, I've already mentioned in a previous episode, uh, which is flocking. Uh, flocking is where we adhere short fabrics to the surface of a, fa uh, short fibers to the surface of the fabric. Uh, and we talked about this in imitations to piles, right? As the, the very low uh, cost, inexpensive uh, pile imitator. Uh, and here again, we're potentially going to be imitating um, piles, but in, in this case, we'll be imitating uh, fabrics that had designs. And a big example is dotted Swiss. So if we apply the adhesive to the surface of the fabric using a roller that has dots on it, right? So now we have dots of adhesive all over the surface and then drop the flocking, the little tiny short fibers onto the glue that's dotted over the surface of the fabric and bounce it a little bit to get the excess fibers off, just like we would a little card we were designing with glitter stuck in the glue. We will then have something that imitates dotted Swiss. Flip it over onto the back and you can see it's not real dotted Swiss because the adhesive is just on one side, the flocking is just on one side. But that's an example of how we could use uh, a finish uh, of flocking to create a design. Uh, here's a whole category of design finishes that, you, that we haven't talked about yet at all, which is embroidery. Uh, embroidery involves stitching a decorative uh, pattern of some sort onto the textile. It can be done by hand, something I enjoy and has gained a, 
a real popularity in recent days, or it can be done with machines. And nowadays, uh, many, many uh, people have been able to afford machines that they can use in their home that are computerized, that do very intricate embroidered designs uh, that look like lace or uh, look like floral designs or, or um, uh, figure designs with letters or animals, right? Um, embroidery is, uh, is certainly uh, very popular, especially with uh, computer technology. Let's see, another design finish that we could do is another imitator. This one is called Plisse, P-L-I-S-S-E with a little accent on it. So you get the sense, all these names with the E, the accent on the end. Yeah, France was definitely in the textile innovation game for a long time as well. So a Plisse finish is where we print uh, alkali stripes onto a fabric. So we have a roller with grooves in it for the stripes and we print the alkali onto the fabric and wherever the alkali is printed on, basically we're mercerizing just that spot. So it shrinks. And then the areas that didn't get the alkali, they don't shrink. Placé is an imitator for a seersucker, right? So now we have uh, shrunken stripes next to puckery stripes. If we added a, a color to the paste that also had the alkali in it, then the shrunken tight areas could be, you know, pink or blue or red, and the puckered areas could be the natural color of the fabric, potentially a bleached white. The areas that are treated with this uh, um, uh, alkali uh, striping will uh, have greater dye affinity. So if we dye it in a single dye vat, then the stripes will end up being a bit darker than the unstriped, uh, the, the puckered areas. And also the, the shrunk areas, the stripes will have a higher thread count because the, the um, yarns are now closer together. So the, the placé imitates seersucker, which is a slack tension weaving method. So that's a, that's a fancy weave, but we can imitate it. Just like uh, dotted Swiss was a finish that imitated a uh, uh, dobby weave with extra yarn insertion. We could use this whole um, printing on something that causes the fabric to pucker in the opposite direction with synthetics. So if we print acid onto the synthetics, then it will cause the areas that were printed with the acid to shrink and pucker. And then we can also use this idea that the chemicals can have an impact on the textile to choose a chemical that doesn't just cause it to shrink or pucker, but literally burns the, the fiber away. So acetone is a solvent that uh, will dissolve acetate fibers. So if we have a textile that, for example, is a pile weave, where the pile is uh, acetate fibers and the base is polyester, and we print a, a design on there with acetone, then everywhere that the design was printed, the pile will burn away and will be left with just the polyester ground. So uh, this is called a burnout finish and it requires two different uh, fiber types to work. Um, we, we might use uh, acid uh, like um, sulfuric acid, which will burn away cellulose, right? And so it creates these sheer areas where the chemical paste dissolved the fiber and then the base of synthetics that are resistant to those chemicals, such as polyester, will remain behind. 
So that's kind of a cool idea. Uh, you can use it to create these burnout designs. Uh, they come and go in style, right? But every so often we, we, we pull them back in. Um, they can be fun for things like draperies because the drapery will be sheer wherever the pile or the or the other yarn has been burned away doesn't have to just be a pile but piles are popular uh, and so you would end up with you know kind of large velvet flowers on a, an otherwise sheer drapery for example so that is the large category of aesthetic finishes that either have a design going on, many of them are imitators of more expensive and difficult weaving methods, and then also all those kind of uh, coatings that, that you can see uh, if you look for them and are, and are doing something to the fabric, making it warmer, right, or, or making it stiffer, right, uh, so um, coatings. All right, our next podcast episode, we're going to focus on functional finishes. Thank you.